This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. I want to thank you all for listening, and uh, please make sure to subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on. Uh, Leave us a nice review, five stars. helps us out a lot. And if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the uh, Patreon, uh, uh, patreon.com backslash fightgamemedia for all your Great content, mostly pro wrestling, but we got some boxing. We occasionally do some MMA, pop culture. It's all it's all good and uh, and well worth the five bucks a month. And it also helps us keep this show going. So, um, you know, if if you have a few extra bucks, throw throw it our way. Uh, it, it helps a lot. Uh, but uh, Ryan, I you know we he sent me the rundown here, and uh, this might be a quick show. <laughs> There's not a lot to talk about, but we'll try to get an hour uh, or or so, maybe a little bit more out of this, because uh, you know maybe we can even delve deeper into a few topics that that we normally might have just glossed over, because um, you know it was the ESPN Plus show. It wasn't like a super notable show, but there's definitely some talking points, and um, we also we don't have a show to preview. So, um, but we did. There was a lot going on this weekend too, so we can talk a little bit about that stuff. But first off for our we got to talk about segment uh this is what everybody was talking about last week and i guess it's like two weeks in a row right because last week was the um the 17 year old kid whose name i screwed up uh Raul Russes, yeah yeah Raul, not uh richard um uh, for those that don't know you might have got uh you might have saw the in the clinch show show up in your podcast feed twice because i labeled it wrong and uh our boss garrett had to fix it and i got i got my knuckles slapped over that one so um yeah i'm just uh i, I miss out a lot of things uh you know i'm old but uh no bill nickel this week on the contender series um you know we talked about him last week and uh he did not disappoint. Good Lord. He came out and just swarmed his opponent, whose name I already forgot, Donovan Beard. And uh, and and then, you know, he cut a great promo afterwards, which we knew he would, uh, basically trying to get a match with Kamzat, um, which, you know, they're 
idiots if they book that right now. Um, but uh, you know, they the he wants Logan Paul, which honestly, if it was MMA, yeah, for sure, but that's not gonna happen. Um, WWE, I mean, you know what? I never really thought of Bo Nickel as a WWE guy, but I'm sure he could do it. Um, this guy is gonna be a star. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I I spilled I laid it out last week last week on the show about his entire deal, entire deal, and it worked out to perfection exactly how how they wanted. You know, get yep. you know him being already under a UFC contract before the Contender Series, him getting two fights on the Contender Series, winning him impressively. I thought this one was more impressive than the first one because he oh, just, yeah. just he just looked incredible in there. Now he's got his UFC deal. And I said la- said last week, uh, watch him debut on the on the year end pay per view, and sure enough, that's his that's his debut. He's oh, they already Jamie. booked it. Yeah, he's going to fight Jamie Pickett UFC two eighty two on December. Wow, December probably it's going to be on the pay per view main card. So like this Jamie play- Pickett, that's not yeah. an easy fight. Not an easy fight. It's yeah. I'm actually surprised they went with Jamie Pickett. I was expecting like Bo Nickel looks ready to fight top 30 guys, maybe even top 20 guys. Like, like I was throwing out in the world world. And now I didn't think like if they presented this fight to the Nevada commission, that the commission would approve it. But I was like, Nick, Bo Nickel looks ready for guys like Gerald Mearshart already. Like, like that kind of level. That's like the he, name I, th- I just thought of like, as you were yeah, talking. That's so. the, that's the one I, th- I threw out, threw out, but Jamie, Pickett's but the problem gonna, with that is like Mearshart could win, and you don't really want that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Mearshart would would win that. But I mean, but Bo Nickel's ready for that level of competition. Yeah. He looks that good. He looks that good. And the, the only thing is, like, how many people actually watch the Contender Series? Like, probably more watch this show than than most. But um, the he, you know, like, you want he, him on that card so people can see him, right? Yeah, but he uh, he got a ton of play on ESPN. Okay. Uh, prior to on Tuesday, so like, so like he's already got the ESPN hype machine behind okay. him. Okay. Behind him. So so yeah, that's that's the guy they're they're. Uh, I mean, the next guy that they're attaching the wheels to to push. Yeah. And time. he's like, unlike a guy like Patty, like this guy could actually could actually be a future world champion. Um, they, I don't, I don't think, you know, as much as I love Patty, he, yeah, he's I mean, not going to be a world champion. Bo Nickel could be fighting for, for a title by the end of 20, by mid 2024. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That, yeah. Cause he'll probably fight four times next year. Yeah. If, if everything goes well, um, you know, like if, if, you know, if he, if he, obviously if he has a couple tough fights, then maybe, maybe only three, but, and really at some point you probably do want him to have, you know, a, a fight where he has to go into the deep waters a little bit, but for his first fight, you probably want a guy that, uh, you know, that he can finish quickly. And Jamie Pickett is probably that guy. Yeah. No, <laughs> no disrespect to Jamie Pickett, but, but no. yeah, but he's, that's a, that's a solid first matchup for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a name that people know and, and uh, you know, like, especially if you're watching all the time, like he's not a name that casual fans know, but you can kind of point to him and say, you know what? He's got some wins over, you know, name fighter. Yeah. Joe Loriano Stripoli, Joseph Holmes. Um, but he's, he's won some UFC fights. So he, he's won some UFC fights. There you go. There they're you go. not like, you know, when they put Joe Pfeiffer in, they put him against Owen three, yeah. UFC guy, they're putting him. At least Bo Nickel, they're putting him against a guy who's yeah, like two and four, two and so. four, yeah, mediocre, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and that's you know that's I mean for me that's a kind of a perfect kind of showcase fight on a pay per view main card. 
Um, and that's December. So that's the Vegas card, right? Yeah. December um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, he gets a big win there and then maybe, you know, maybe you come right back and put him on, on the March show or, you know, if they do or whenever the next Vegas pay-per-view is March. Yeah. 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 So I, yeah, this, this couldn't have gone better. And, and, and he taught, like I said, he talked about, I saw people talking about him. Like essentially it was spoiled for me. Cause I, I watched it. I think it was the next day. Um, but it was actually spoiled because I saw people talking about it that never talk. They don't, not only do they not talk contender series, they don't even talk UFC and they were talking Bo nickel. Um, that's how much, uh, play, like you said. So, you know, I, I should have realized that like when you said ESPN, I figured there must be a reason why, um, I think it was Lance storm. I saw talking about him and I haven't heard Lance storm talk about UFC in probably five years. And uh, he he was saying that I don't know if he's joking. I should have asked him, but he said that he thought Bo Nickel should have been fired because he just got a UFC contract and he's trying to get a match in WWE. And it's like, dude, <laughs> you know, he's just trying to get his name out there. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, uh, I mean, I, I, they're dumb if they let him do anything else but UFC, and I don't think they will. But you know, he's going to talk, right? He's yeah, he's going to he's going to talk. He's going to be he's setting himself up. I mean, I mean, I told you on on this show before uh, before before his first contingent, before he even debuted, we were talking yeah. about his debut with Masvidal's promotion. I go like, that guy's going to be a star because he has a mouth and he, he can get people to hate him. And yeah. And yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be a superstar for sure. He's I'm, I'm so he's had three fights, two minutes and 47 seconds total. Um, yeah. One knockout and two submissions. I, I mean, mean, and the guy's a wrestler. So, I mean, what doesn't he have? Yeah, I mean, he's a three—he's a three-time NCAA Division One cha- champion, and winning winning a Division One title in NCAA wrestling yeah. is one of the hardest sports accomplishments to do, and to do it three times—that's just ridiculous. Like, like he's so he's so talented at everything he does, and it's just, he's he's what uh, they Bellator wanted Aaron Pico to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so I have a friend of mine who actually watched this because he was bored on Tuesday and, you know, he didn't want to watch Hurricane coverage and he hates NXT. So he decided to watch this. And the one thing he said about Bo Nickel, I just, I when he said it, I'm like, did you really just say that? And then I'm like, hey, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. And then I heard somebody else talking about it. And then I'm like, okay, no, I'm right. And my friend's wrong. I want to hear what you say. He said, there's only one problem with Bo Nickel. And what do you think he said? I have no idea. He doesn't like his look. He thinks he's just generic. I'm like, are you kidding me? You don't like, need this look. guy looks like a movie star. You don't like, need. You don't need. And, and the other thing is, it doesn't matter. It, but UFC, you don't need a look. You don't. But but the fact is, he does have a look. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, and I did say that was my answer to him. I said yeah. it doesn't matter in UFC. But yeah. But yeah. I mean, because I'm like, well, maybe I'm seeing something he's not. But I mean, the guy does have a look. Like he looks, he looks, he's like kind of like Luke Rockhold, like maybe, maybe not that like movie star good look kind of thing, but not far off, you know, like he looks like your college football quarterback, you know, like, I mean, you know, big man on campus kind of thing. I mean, he looks like a wrestler, but you know what I mean? Like he, there's nothing wrong with his look is what I'm saying. Yeah. Him and Kamzat, him and Adesanya, those will be big fights. So. Yeah, yeah, when we get there, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, man, like Kamzat and him, like USA versus, you know, they'll they'll play it up as something that it's not if they if they're smart. 
and uh yeah and adesanya yeah that that would be like that's like the final boss and you know maybe like 2025 which is not that far away um yeah man that that's that couldn't have gone better and uh that can just lead us right into our next topic which is uh you know kind of the uh the you know week 10 and then the the series overall for this season because we're done and all finishes everybody got a contract um and uh it's again like this show it's funny because i'll start watching it usually on my lunch hour and i think i got through the whole card <laughs> like on my lunch hour you know like because i fast forward the video packages and everything i do watch the interviews and uh i think i got to the i got to the start of the main event uh like the bone nickel fight and then like my lunch hour was technically over but i wanted to watch the bone nickel fight so i i watched it luckily it was only a minute and then i um and then i just paused it and i watched the interviews at later on in the day when i was done work but um the uh you know, all finishes. Um, I think everybody that they probably wanted to win won. So it was it was a good deal all around, you know. Um, and I, I got I some some of these guys look pretty good, like um, Sam Patterson and uh, Rafael Estevam in particular impressed me. Um, Mateus Mendonca, I mean, he got a 48 second KO, so it's kind of hard to tell what you have there. But um, I yeah. yeah. He was heavily hyped coming onto the show. Was he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mention last week. Yeah. He's 10 and 0 now, bantamweight. Um, and, and Estevam, you know, like another flyweight, you know, he's 11 and 0. And uh, that division is just crazy. And his opponent, like, you know, Joao Elias, I could see him getting another fight ne- next year. Um, but uh, you said you had some stats about this week, or I don't know if, if you want to say anything in particular about this show before you oh, kind of share those stats. Um... Oh, like if you miss this contender series, like, like, like a lot of the episodes this year, go back and really walk, go back and watch it. This is, this might've been their best season so far. Like, like I, 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 yeah, it's, it's only the second one I've actually watched. So I, you know, yeah. I, I don't have much. I mean, there was just, there was a lot of, there was a lot of really good fights, a lot of really good finishes and, and just to kind of overcap, I think there was a uh, 48 different winners this year on the show okay. and 43 got contracts. Okay. So 43 out of 48, 48. I I've read somewhere it was 43 out of 47. I, I counted 48, but, uh, so, and yeah. three of those were on the first week. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Right? Three of the, three of the, three of the four, five or four, four or five that didn't get it. were on the, we're on the first week. And then, uh, well, and Bo yeah. nickel was one. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. Well, no, because, no, no, because there was 49 fights total. So, oh, okay, gotcha. Bo, gotcha. Bo Nickel fought 48 twice, winners, so, yeah. So I had 48 winners. I saw somebody say... So well, I remember 40. there was a woman, because remember that woman who was crying that she didn't have any food? Yeah. Um, she she didn't get a contract. Yeah, yeah, but there was, um, like I said, 48 different winners, yeah. 43, 43 got contracts, and okay. there was... so five one, didn't. Had five out of the winners, and then there was one loser who got a contract, and one of the five who won and didn't get a contract, ended up getting a getting a contract as a short notice, a- Anton Tercali. So are you five. counting that in your 43? No. Okay, no, 40, so then, so was then there definitely was, there was five. And there, there definitely was, 40, was five. There was 43 contracts given out on the show. Yeah, gotcha. So. Okay, so there, there definitely was five then because yeah. um, we had the three on the first week. We had the woman who couldn't eat. And then we had the one that you, you just mentioned who you know lost, didn't get a contract, but ended up getting a fight anyways. Um, and I hope they bring back that girl because well, Turkali was eat. from the Turkali was from the first week. Oh, was he? Okay, okay. Yeah, so a, then there's there might have been one more somewhere um, along the way. 
week week seven it was okay the two the other two that didn't get it were both women coincidentally. okay yeah well the first one i just i felt so bad for that woman i, I wanted her to get a contract so bad but uh because she can eat i feel bad for her um but uh yeah and and you know dana gave that speech after the first show you know be joe Piper, and you know what like it worked i mean because yeah. we had that week two was you know if 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 it wasn't, it was either week two or this week was the best one of, of the whole year, I think. Um, and, and that week two, I mean, that would have been like one of the better UFC main cards. You know, we talked about it at the time. And then, you know, like just so many finishes, so many exciting fights, so many comebacks, um, you know, and, and Dana's just got to be smiling ear to ear. And th- this thing, this Dana White Contender Series is such a hit. And like for me, like if you're watching it, like it's so much better than the Ultimate Fighter. Like it's not even close. I don't even know why I even bother watching the Ultimate Fighter anymore after watching this. No, no, exactly. Even and even you, as somebody who skips the the personality pieces, because I know you're watching yeah. it on your lunch hour. But I, I, if I were you, I would go back and watch some of those because some of those some of those stories, like some of these guys are going to be just stars if they keep just beating those stories. When are the, so? Uh, is this does this air once or twice a year? Oh, only once. Tim. Only once. Okay, so the the problem is is that it airs during baseball season, yeah. and I'm watching baseball, and I watch the whole game. So that's three hours every single night. So I just I just don't have enough hours in the day to watch yeah. these video packages. But I I know what you're saying. Like I think there was one week when it got rained out, uh, when a Jays game got rained out. So I watched the whole show, and and I mean you're right. The video packages are awesome. And and the guys, the interviews are, you know, like that that whole team there at UFC is so good with these packages. Um, you know, I wish I had more time to watch them all, but um, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, hands, you know, uh, hands or two thumbs up, whatever the expression is. Like this, you know, they did a great job this season, and uh, I'm looking forward to next next season, uh, whenever that'll be. And I'm not looking forward to the Ultimate Fighter, but I know we're getting it again, so. <laughs> Uh, all right. So then what do we got next? Uh, to do, we got the, uh, oh yeah. Quit, Amazon prime. So I did watch this. I, when I messaged you, I said that I hadn't, but I had a little bit of time, uh, after work. So I did watch, uh, I watched the three fights I was interested in on this card. And, uh, I will say the, um, I watched the Halil Amir against Timothy Nastyukin. Uh, Amir won second round, uh, KO. He looked, he looked great. Um, you know, Nastukin was the guy I knew, so I was kind of not really rooting for him, but he was kind of the one I was keeping an eye on, and and he took a ton of punishment. And Herb Dean was the ref here, which explains why he wasn't at the uh, the Vegas show, but um, he um, he maybe let this one go on a little bit long. Um, and uh, in the other fight that I watched, Ilya Framanov got a first round KO over Martin Nguyen, and uh, that's how they pronounced it. So I always pronounce that name win, but I guess they pronounced the end. But uh, yeah, three minutes, and 33 seconds. This one was cool because, I mean, if you only watch UFC and you're watching this one, like win was down on the ground against the cage and Ilya was just kneeing the shit out of him in the head. And you're like, and the ref's right there. And you're like, what is he doing? And Oh yeah, right. This is one. And then it was like, all of a sudden it was like super cool to watch that because I haven't seen that in like, I don't know how long probably since last time I watched one. Um, and uh, yeah, and he got, he got the finish and uh, he moved to 11 and two. He looks real good. And he's like, uh, he's got a lot of personality. I could see him in UFC someday. 
And uh, in the main event, uh, it was a pretty good fight. Um, although uh, Jing Nian Jiang, uh, she retained her, well, they call it the flyweight title, but it's really the strawweight title, uh, over Angela Lee. What I'm going to say about this fight was Angela Lee in the first round, um, she looked terrible. Like, I do, I don't remember seeing a fighter look this bad, like in terms of like defense and offense. Like she just, she, she had her hands down and she was marching forward and getting clipped. And she, she got knocked down a couple times and, and the, the other girl was like pounding on her and, and Herb Dean looked like he wanted to stop it a couple times and he didn't. She ended up getting back into the fight. And then like the rest of the fight, like she was a little bit better or the other girl got tired. I don't know which, maybe a combination of both. And the rest of the fight was actually pretty good. And Angela Lee, like I would say if you were scoring this via like a UFC fight, Angela Lee would have won because I think she probably won at least three of the last four rounds. But uh, the first round was so big for uh, uh, Jing Yan that I I see that that's probably why she got the win because they judged the fight as a whole. Uh, but Angelie was very upset afterwards. The weird, the other weird thing about this was they were, um, they're both from team evolve. So I don't know if they're like training partners or what, but that, that they never really talked about that. And they didn't look like they were holding anything back either. Like they, they both, both did some damage, but the production was great. Um, you know, they, I still, they haven't fixed the app yet. So like it's, it's a pain in the ass to fast forward stuff, but I did it. And uh, yeah, it was good. Um, so you said you didn't watch this, right? I did not watch it. I had my niece and my nephew on okay. Friday night, and uh, that was more than a handful. We'll put to that. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I watched it today, and luckily it wasn't spoiled. If I had even known the results, I probably wouldn't have watched. But uh, since it was fresh for me, I figured, yeah, you know what? I'll give this one a look. And I like Angela Lee a lot. So I was looking forward to it and I'm not like she's 26 now. And like, I think the last time I saw her fight, she was 21 and she just, and she had a kid and she had a car accident and she's just not the same fighter. And like, she, like, she's got no chance in UFC if she ever comes. So I think she's probably where she belongs. Did you get any, did you hear anything about this show at all or? I just heard the main event was a pretty good fight. So that's yeah, it. it was it was pretty good from after. I mean, even the first round, I guess you know, if you consider the fact that you know she was getting the shit kicked out of her and she managed to not to get finished, I guess that's compelling. And then the rest of the fight was actually pretty good. So um, yeah, so that that was that. And then they're back in three weeks uh, with the John Lineker fight uh, on uh, October twenty first. So. Now I'll watch that because I love yeah. me some John Lineker. Yeah, and I don't, I didn't, I didn't recognize any other fighter on the card, but I will definitely watch that main event. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out of market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Um, and then the other one was Bellator, which I did not watch. Uh, I don't know if you if you watched it. I did watch. I did watch. Oh, you did. Okay. Well, tell us about it. Watch that. Uh, I did. I did only watch the main card. I watched after UFC, but uh, yeah, Juan Archuleta looked really good against Enrique, Enrique Barzola in a unanimous decision. Yeah, the uh, then Aaron Pico. I mean, mm. Jeremy Kennedy got the TKO win. Aaron Pico separated his shoulder in the first round. Damn. First round. So that was base the basic gist of it, gist of it. And the doctors ended up stopping it, even though Pico. Pico wanted to keep fighting. Was and, he winning uh, at least or no? Uh, I had him win in the first round. Yeah. Okay. The first round. I mean, the injury happened during the first. I had him winning up until till then. But it was very clear that Kennedy was gonna end up taking over if they didn't stop it. The doctors made the right, made the right call. I will say this much: uh, Josh Thompson really annoyed me. He basically <laughs> was calling out Pico for not oh, wanting geez. to fight with a separated shoulder. Shoulder. Uh, Josh Thompson, a guy who was notorious for pulling out of fights due to injuries, who had his career derailed by injuries, injuries, and ultimately ended early because of injuries. Yeah, getting onto a fighter for not fighting while injured. I mean, Dominic Cruz said something similar to that, not that. Yeah, long yeah. So it's just like, yeah. The, but uh, looks like they're going to talk about they're talking about a rematch. Very unfortunate. Uh, yeah, like peak, like you know, Pico. He trains hard and he came in. Came in the MMA early and uh, just uh, he's he's his own worst enemy. You know, That's funny. I did. I had no idea that he lost until like just now when we started talking about it. So when I made that comment earlier about Pico, I had no idea he had lost. So. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't the wasn't a yeah freak injury. Yeah. Freak is injury 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 loss. So yeah. it's hard to say what would happen. Uh, AJ McKee and Spike Carlisle. The first round of this fight was absolutely incredible. One of the best rounds of the year. Okay, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, so just just a bunch of back and forth, just brawling, brawling, out, brawling throughout, and then uh, McKee took over in the last two rounds. There was one point where he was dry humping Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, McKee looked good in his a uh, lightweight debut, unanimous decision. And the main event was a pit bull showcase i i had pitbull winning all five rounds the scorecards were 50 45 49 46 48 47 Ooh. i don't think you could give borax more than one round at most but uh yeah just i mean it wasn't a it was okay wasn't a great yeah. it wasn't a great main event great main event but yeah that was it on that um and uh some of the notable names on the prelims i got win cj hamilton lance gibson jr we talked about last week uh julia buds uh uh what is it? Stepson, uh, JJ Wilson, Islam Mamadov, uh, in the main event of the prelims, uh, moved to 22 and two. So that's got to keep an eye out on for, and maybe, uh, maybe in the, uh, thing we're going to talk about later on the show, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. And uh, that was on showtime. We don't have any viewership numbers yet, but I can't imagine this was viewed by a ton of people. Although it was, you know, it's a pretty big card for Bellator. I mean, arguably three of their biggest stars, Pico, AJ McKee, and, and Pitbull. So maybe, maybe it got some view, got some moves. Um, but uh, so you say, if I'm going to watch anything, I should watch the just the first round of McKee and Carlo? I mean, you can watch that entire fight, but especially check out the first round of that fight. Okay, it's cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Because I, I was going to watch that if I had any time, but I just didn't. Uh, believe it or not, I watched two hours of WOW Women of Wrestling this weekend, <laughs> but 
didn't find time for Bellator. <laughs> um, that tells you how, how they're on, on my priority list. Um, all right. And we have the, uh, the big, the main event for this week, um, the uh, UFC on ESPN plus 69, or as the hashtag went, UFC Vegas 61, I think it was. Um, and uh, main event. The Mark Zuckerberg show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk, talk about that. that. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg and his wife at cage side with uh, Dana White, who, as I mean, again, I fast forward a lot, so maybe I missed it, but I don't recall him being even pointed out, um, even though he was right there and can't be anybody that didn't know, doesn't recognize Mark Zuckerberg. But um, I, I got, we'll, we'll get into it a bit because okay. I, I have rants. All right. But the, uh, the main event. Okay. So this is really interesting. This is really to me, like what, what I know, I know you want to talk about. I definitely want to talk about. Um, now you recall last week that, uh, I gave my three picks, um, for, uh, you know, for the, uh, ROI and, and they all won. Um, it was Jan and Yusuf and, um, what was the third one? Uh, Oh, I think it was Brendan Allen. Um, and, uh, they all won. But I will say, watching this fight, um, first round, you know, was you know fairly close. But Jan was, you know, it was it was almost all on the feet, and and Jan was, uh, you know, definitely better on the feet. And she, you know, by mo- by most accounts, won the first round. I, I didn't see too many people, if anybody, give Dern that round. Round two was a completely different story. Dern gets her down early, was going for submissions the whole time, was landing a lot of ground and pound. Um, I think Jan got up right near the end and did manage to land a couple shots, but I thought a pretty dominant round for Dern. And I, you know, like there's a couple near submissions there. And I thought like, I thought this was a clear 10, eight round and I had it 1918 after two. Then round three was very similar to round one, maybe a little bit clearer for, for Jan and round four, kind of the same thing, you know, uh, Dern kept going for takedowns. Um, she was landing leg kicks. She was doing well with the leg kicks, but Jan was landing some of her own and she was landing body shots and she was stopping the takedowns. Round five was very similar to round two, only even, I thought even more dominant. And, uh, and, and at the end of the day, I gave Dern a 10, eight in round two and round five. And I had her winning this fight 47, 46, which I don't think I've ever given a 47, 46 score in my life. Unless maybe if there was a, a penalty and a 10 8 round somewhere, but I don't recall a fight like this. But I thought this is a perfect example of a fight where this the edict that Dana White had that we've raved, ranted about before, you specifically, I believe, him telling the refs not to give or the judges not to give 10 8 rounds. I mean, that I think that cost her the fight because I mean, one judge gave it 47 47. Um, and you said you saw some other scores like mine. You gave it 48-47, but knowing you like I know you, you're probably trying to score it like a judge would score it as opposed to maybe what you thought, or or did you really not think those rounds were 10-8s? Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, first of all, on your 47-46, yeah, there was a, uh, there was a couple of uh, scores on MMA decisions that had it. 47-46. The vast majority, of, or the majority, uh, I won't we'll say vast, but I think it was something like 56% of the scores were 48-47 for Jan. Okay. okay. So uh, here's how I saw it. Okay. And first of all, I want to say I thought that the second was a more dominant round than the fifth for Dern. I okay. thought it was, I thought that was the closer of the two 
to 10 eights. We've been talking a lot about the three D's. Yeah. D's uh, damage, dominance, and duration. So the way they're kind of trying to spell out the 10 eights rounds is you kind of need a combination of all three of them. For a clear yeah, so they used to always say two of the three. Yeah, two. Of the but three. now it's three. three now, now it's coming. It's becoming more of like, it's it just kind of. I mean, you could probably have me watch the fight a second time, and I might see it a little bit differently. In the fifth, I thought it was clear dominance and duration was there. Was there? I don't think there was a whole lot of damage going on. No, because I mean she was landing a lot of strikes. She was but landing a lot really of strikes. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, doing she damage. was landing a lot of strikes. But if you actually and and they were all on the ground, they were all on the ground in weird in weird positions. Uh, technically, in the round, Jan landed more significant strikes than. Uh, weren't that like Dern the actual did. like the total strikes? But the total Dern strikes landed like twice as many, right? Yeah, in but, the Dern, fight? but Dern, yeah, but Dern, and uh, and the same thing goes with the set. The second she was doing. Doing a lot of submission attempts, but the, yeah. the real damage wasn't there. So, but dominance and duration, she very clearly had in both rounds. I don't think she did enough damage in either round to make it to make it a clear 10-8, in my opinion. Fair this enough. Is just my yeah. opinion. This yeah. is my opinion. Everybody well, has and clearly, like the majority scored it that way, two judges scored it that way. So I mean, I'm like, okay, well, and I knew, I knew giving it a 47-46, like I, you know, I was in a way I was almost glad that I wasn't posting my scores live because I probably would have got ridiculed, but <laughs> yeah. And and I thought if any, I thought if anything like forty eight forty seven or forty seven forty seven, any either of those two would have been, would have been right. I don't think of forty seven forty six just because I, just because I didn't see the second as a ten eight, and if I didn't see the second as a ten eight, then I can't see the fifth as a. 10-8 would you because, Would you agree though? Because I that, thought the second was a more clear ten eight. Would you agree though that her two dominant rounds were both more dominant than any of the three that Jan won? Well, for sure, but I mean, that's yeah. not necessarily how you win a no, fight. No, but so, but yeah. but I mean, when you look at it that way, and like, so if you were judging the fight as a whole, probably probably Dern. give it to Dern. Probably very slightly. You know. Yeah. So in that sense, it's 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 a fault in the system in a way. Um, you know. Yeah. Yes and no. Yeah. It'd be like you know if you had a if you had a baseball game where you know like you know like they you know one team scored three three to one in three of the 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 innings but then like the other team outscored them by one in each of the other innings so yeah. you know like they they might win the game even though they had less runs you know like, yeah yeah i don't so. i don't i don't like playing these hypotheticals i know i know i know because you because you, you fight to the to the system that you're sure, under. Sure. I, i'm sure like there'd be a whole lot of fights that would that the outcomes would be different if it was judged as a whole the one so. the one thing i will say though is i was very impressed with the fact that yawn didn't get submitted because i don't know yes. how that happened like i mean i've never seen dern have someone in that dominant position on the ground and not finish them well i'll put it to you this way yawn she trains with faber yep and all of them at the team alpha they're trying to get it. They're trying to get everybody called the Team Alpha Camp now. To dump okay. the dump the alpha male name since they have yeah. a bunch of females. But if there's a team that's going to get you prepared for submission defense, that's going to be one of the top team top teams to go to. Yeah, and they did a great job coaching her. Like between rounds, Absolutely. I actually watched a lot of the between round stuff because I was super like. I really wanted to see what they were going to say to her. Um, you know, normally I skip that stuff, but I, you know, and then even during the rounds, like you could hear, like they were translating and, and uh, yeah. And this was a super big win. Um, really big loss for Dern too. Like, I mean, you know, like this was a really important fight for both ladies and 
um, you know, that's that's going to be a tough one for Dern to overcome because when she has her basically on the ground for 10 minutes and can't submit her, like that's her game. And now yeah. she's just shown people, hey, you know what? You can win a fight even if you've been on the ground with her for 10 minutes. Well, not maybe not a three-round fight, obviously. But um, yeah, so like, you know, and again, like I think she thought she won. Um, you know, although I don't imagine fighters are really thinking about 10, eight rounds in a lot of cases. And I don't know how she would have thought she won three rounds, but you know, I guess it's possible. Like some of those rounds were close. So, yeah. you know, but I hope she's able to bounce back from it. Cause she's, yeah, got, she's got some stuff going on in her life too. And hopefully okay. that, that it doesn't drain it all. Yeah. Yeah. She had her kid with her. Um, and she didn't have the kid. She didn't have well, the kid with her. I thought she did. I thought they <laughs> no. said she was there. Okay, no. my my bad. I missed that. So it's funny. I skip all that stuff, and then I'm hearing things that I didn't actually happen. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was um, that was the main event, and then the rest of the card was. I mean, it was it was all right. Like you know, we had a lot of finishes, especially early. Um, but damn, this atmosphere. Um, I mean. The, the regular shows are bad enough with the small crowds, but this with, like, no crowd. I remember one of the fighters, was it Mike Davis, did a speech after, and he was trying to rally the crowd that, you know, he got them to clap. But, I mean, it was like, it was Mark Zuckerberg and his buddies. Um, it was so weird, and it was like we were back in the pandemic. Not like, even his, not even his but, but buddies, plural. It was more like him and one guy and yeah. their wives. Well, who else was there? Like who? There was more than four people that clapped. Like, was it just the corners and stuff? Like, it might have been the corners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, and and you had the obviously the commission wasn't clapping. Well, okay. What was the deal with the commission? Like, what what, did did they not sanction this or something? No, they did. Why? Oh no! I th- for some reason I thought I saw you say something about um, paying off the commission. Was that just to keep the the a close set? Is that what you're talking about? I didn't say anything about paying off the commission. Okay, maybe I misunderstood what you were saying. Yeah. Um, I th- something about something about Zuckerberg and paying off. Well, you're talking about a Facebook joke. Oh, okay, okay. So I, I thought you were the, serious. It was thought... about the Cormier thing. Oh, it was about okay, the, okay. It was I thought about you were Daniel, serious. Daniel okay. Cormier. Okay. Because I thought, like, I legit thought, like, perhaps, like, the Nevada State Athletic Commission yes. washed their hands with this. Because no. why was there Texas referees? Because because Jacob Montavo and Kerry Hatley just got licensed in Nevada in July. Oh, okay. So this wasn't like okay. I and and again, all the good refs were on the Bell Tour and the one card. Well, yeah, I, I was just making a joke. Yeah, oh, okay. I was just making a joke that the Texas referees are now. I gotta ask are, you. These I've gotten licensed go on the air. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I I totally misunderstood. But yeah, I mean, we had you know um you know the the main event ref was uh, Chris Tignoni. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't give it to Keith Peterson, but I assume, like, I know Herb Dean was on the one show. I got to assume Dan Mergliata and uh, Jason Herzog were probably on the Bellator show. Herzog and Beltran were both on the yeah. on the on the Bellator yeah. show. Yeah. So those are like your, you know, kind so of Mark, three. So was Mark Smith, too. Mark Smith. Okay, so there you go. And uh, thank God uh, we, we kept um, Jaron Bellell in Canada. We didn't let him out of the country. Yeah. So he, but, he wasn't on this show. I'm surprised. But, yeah, the less Kerry Hatley we see on Nevada – Nevada shows going yeah. forward, the better. Beltron, where was he? He's Beltor, I think. Oh, okay. Well, there you I go. Think, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, those are the guys, right? Like, you know, unless you're going to bring back Yamasaki or where's Kim Winslow? She's still kicking around. <laughs> uh. Uh, but Nevada, <laughs> Nevada approved a bunch of uh, 
judges and referees, you know, July and August. So, so there's going to be some, some different faces coming. Would through. you rather, would you rather have uh Kerry Hatley or Jaron Bilal? I take Hatley. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Hatley stops a lot of fights late. Yeah. And he, and he lets fights go on too long. Too yeah, that's long. true. Valel doesn't seem to make all that many mistakes. No, he's like just that. he's just he should be judging. That's the problem with him. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and uh, Herb Dean is getting to the Hatley level when it comes to letting things go. And then what he does is he'll yeah. let something go too long, and then the next time he'll stop it too early because he's he's in his head. But um, at least that's my read. But uh, yeah, so the rest of this, the um, you know, the, the rest of the card was, you know, we went over it last week. It was just a card. We did have a couple fights fall out, uh, kind of last minute. Um, the I guess it was the day before the Tabitha Ricci Jessica Penny fight went down, and then on the day of the show, uh, Philip Leans. What what happened there with the Maxine Grisham fight? Oh, uh, just Leans was not cleared by the commission to to compete. Probably got sick rehydrating himself, which oh, okay. is just... okay. I think this is like the second straight time he's cut to light heavyweight and then had a fight, or we, not the second straight time. Two out of the last three fights, he's he's kind of pulled out last minute. Maybe he should go back to heavyweight. Yeah, we no, had um, he made light they were he made light, light heavyweight last time easy. So they they were that fight was originally supposed to be on the prelims, and then they moved it to the main card because they were hoping that he'd be cleared, and then he wasn't cleared, so he ended up with a yeah. five fight main card. Because I was actually like, as I watched it late, and uh, I I got through the the first two fights, and then and then it was the third fight was Allen and Jocko, but on the lineup it looked like it was Grisham and and um, uh, Lean. So I'm like, well, where's this fight? And I'm like, and then uh, you know, and then I figured out that they had moved it, but I was like trying, like I didn't want to like refresh topology or whatever because I didn't want to get the rest of the fight spoiled. So like I'm just I keep waiting for this fight, and it was still on the UFC like on Fight Pass. It was still showing there, so I assumed it had happened, but obviously they just hadn't updated that that uh, page that I was looking at. So uh, yeah, I found out you know in re- in kind of in real time is the same same as everyone else did, but uh, yeah. So we had the five fight main card, and uh, yeah, there wasn't. I mean, I don't think there's any other fights we need to like go over super in detail. Um, but unless you, you think there is, but we, you can give us, we can do our three stars. Okay. Yeah. Well, three stars. We'll go. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead. I think I went uh, first last time. Uh, my first one is going to be Sodiq Youssef. That guy came out like he did what he needed to do. I mean, he's fighting a, a short notice USC debut replacement on two weeks notice. And Sodiq Youssef is, is a ranked legit featherweight contender. But he, he got the job done and was serious about it. 30 seconds, all it took to uh, submit Don Shanus and just just steamrolled the guy. And Yusef couldn't have looked any better, any better. So that's my first one. Second one, I'm going to go with Brendan Allen. Uh, tough fight with Christoph Jocko, but uh, Jocko got him down. But Allen was able to get back up and got Jocko down and ended up getting a rear naked choke to submit him in the first round. And then Brendan Allen called out uh, – Andre Muniz for Rio, yeah. which which is a big call out because Muniz is is a very dangerous guy who's getting turned down by a lot of fighters at middleweight. And then he said, if not if not Muniz, I'll take uh, Fluffy Anthony. Rio. Yeah, so rematch, either one right? either one of those two in in Rio. Like I feel like they have to book that fight now. So uh, either one of those two. And my third star is going to go to the uh, man in the opening fight, Guido Canetti, forty two years old. But uh, submitted Randy Costa in a 
you know, in just over a minute. And that, that minute that it lasted was a, uh, was a hell of a, hell of a minute of fighting, fighting, but Guido Canetti, I mean, guy's 42 years old. He looked like he should have been done, done at the UFC level when he lost three straight, three straight, not too long ago, but back to back wins. So, uh, he was the one old guy on the show who pulled through. You know, this yeah, show, a couple this of show the other had, old guys. This, yeah. this show had three of the five oldest fighters on the UFC roster competing, and he was the only one of the three to get the win. Yeah, Kennedy, Olenek, and uh, Trinaldo. Um, yeah, um, all over 40. I guess Kennedy is the youngest of those three at 42. 42 yeah. yeah, and Eler Latifi looks like he's 42, but he's not. He's only 40. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, the 40 and what? Uh, 40 and like uh, Olenek's 70. So like 110 well, years old between yeah. the two of them. Like yeah, that's. He's 45, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, he man, he looks so slow in that first round. Oh my god, yeah, I'll get into it in a second. Yeah, he looked, he looked okay. Um, as bad as he looked, Angela Lee looked worse in the in her first round, but she got better as the fight went on. Uh, my three, my three stars, my first two, I'm gonna do a bit of a gimmick here, and they were both 140 pound catch weights. Uh, for the females, we had uh, Chelsea Chandler, not Chelsea Handler, but Chelsea Chandler. Um, she uh, she dominated uh, Julia Stolyarenko, looked really good. Um, she, uh, she finished her informants 15 seconds, uh, ground and pound. After the fight, she's like, I'm ready to go, like, whenever. She said, if they want to put me in against a 145-pounder, I think she mentioned Norma Dumont. Um, she said, I could fight her in two or three weeks. If you want to give me a little bit more time, I can get down to 135. She was just, she just weighed and go. She wants to fight like as soon as possible. Um, the other 140 pound catch weight fight, I, my heart broke because the sexy Maxi lost. Um, second round KO to Daniel Santos. Santos is a tough dude. He's 10 and 2 now. Um, and uh, he's, He's got uh, the only UFC loss he had was his first fight to Julio Arce, which is you know that's not a that, that's a tough fight and and uh, yeah he 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 won though and uh, poor Castaneda, sexy Mexi, he'll be back. I I got fate and uh, I'll I think I'll go with Mike Davis for my for my third star. Uh, I was tempted to go with Joaquin Silva because he got a finish, but he beat a Canadian, and I don't, I don't like that. So, uh, Mike Davis, he looked real good. I, I really liked the fight with uh, him and Borshev, and uh, Davis. I thought the nicknames of these two guys uh, was the best: Beast Boy against uh, Slava Claus, like. That's a UFC fight right there, yeah. <laughs> um, you know. And uh, Mike Davis got the win, and he's ten and two now as well, just like Daniel Santos. And uh, he's got to look out for it lightweight. So yeah. a lot of fun on these undercards. Yeah. All right. So, so take us through the rest. So going through going through the entire show, kicked off with Guido Canetti submitting uh, Randy Costa, minute four seconds with a rear naked choke. Then it went Chelsea Chandler, uh, TKO over Julisa Stolyarenko in the first round. Stolyarenko got her down early, but then Chandler took over and just looked really good. Uh, then Brendan Allen submitted Christoph Jaco, 417 in the first round, rear naked choke. He had Joaquin Silva uh, finishing Jesse Ronson in the second round, uh, three minutes, eight seconds. Silva landed a a perfectly timed knee to put Ronson on the mat and uh, finished him off with some ground and pound. Silva looked really good. All right, then we had this heavyweight fight. Ilya Latifi, <laughs> uh, unanimous decision over Alexi Olenek, uh, 30-27 across the board. 
battle of two old guys. This was one of the worst fights of the year. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be honest. That first round was super boring. Both of these guys looked like they were fighting in slow motion, but they weren't fighting in slow motion. They were fighting as fast as they could go for their ages. So they just just a couple couple old dudes. And then Latifi after the fight talked about. Uh, he was kind of rambling a lot. He was talking yeah. about it being being his last fight on his UFC contract. Definitely sounded like a guy who didn't think he was going to be back and who might be retiring. And he so, looked like he was taking off his gloves to leave. Yeah, him yeah. So, uh, I mean, that could be his final fight. But then he revealed that he was fighting with a staph infection that he oh my hid God. from everybody. I forgot about this. And his leg was all swollen up from a staph inf- infection and uh, that he hid from everybody. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like... If you have a, a staph infection, is highly contagious. Yeah, you should not be fighting with it. With it, you put in, you put a lot of danger to people. Luckily, there was not a lot of people in the building, so there's less people. At, did did at MMA danger. Twitter lose their shit over this? I don't know. I don't pay attention to MMA. Oh, Twitter. okay, but, okay. But uh, yeah, the, but but the the media people that I follow, yeah, they were just shaking their heads, and it's just like, just like you. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. We'll I mean, if Olenek, like, you know, like, what happens if he gets staff now? Like, I mean, you know what yeah, I mean? Or anybody like, else. Or, lawsuit, you know? Yeah, or anybody else. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's happened before. It's going to happen again. But don't ever mention it in your post-fight <laughs> interview that you fought with a staff infection. Keep yeah. that shit silent. Yeah, no kidding. Good lord, yeah. I I couldn't believe when I heard that. Like, yeah, I couldn't believe it either. Oh man, like, like there's been times where you could tell, really, like you could look at spot on somebody's body, and like that dude's got staph infection, but they would never admit it. You know, but, I so when I when I um when when I when that happened, I went into Google and I wrote is, and then I wrote space S T A. The second thing that came up is staph infection contagious. I'm not the only one that was searching for this. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yes, it I is. Was like, yeah. And yes, it is. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah it is. Yeah. And, uh, and then the prelims closed out with Daniel Santos uh, knocking out John Castaneda in the second round. Mm. They had a really, really fun fight. And yeah. So, so it was that was a good one. Uh, then it kicked off to the main car kicked off with lightweight uh, Mike Davis fighting for the first time since January 2021, and he looked really good. Dominant win over uh, Vyacheslav Borshev. Then you had so DQ Seth finished Don Shanus in 30 seconds. Then you had a bantamweight fight. Rayoni Barcelos a unanimous decision over Trevin Jones. Uh, Barcelos won all three rounds. Very clearly won all three rounds. Looked really good. Uh, good showing from him. Uh, then you had Randy Brown, unfortunately, gets the win over the 95-year-old Francisco Ronaldo, 29-28 across the board. Tough fight for Brown. He admitted it. Admitted it called him Uncle Ronaldo through, throughout everything. But Ronaldo won the third, but Brown won the first two. And uh, that was Ronaldo's last fight on his contract. I kind of hope. I really hope we. It's not the last we see of him in the UFC. I still think at his age, he has he has some value, and he's never been finished, never been knocked out, and just wow. just uh, just really, he's just a really good fighter. And 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 if you're and if you're a matchmaker, you know a guy who who's on the come up like Randy Brown, Francisco Tornado is a good win. So. So yeah. having him around you know, leaves us some value for guys you're wanting to build up, build up. And Trinado can still win fights easily, even at 40. He's what I think he's 45, 44, 45. But yeah, he can, he's still, 
he's still a very high level fighter. And then of course closed out with the uh strawweight main event Jan Zionin, majority decision over Mackenzie Dern, two forty eight forty sevens and a forty seven forty seven. Okay. Two things I wanted to say uh, about all that. Jesse Ronson, that guy, like, I don't know. I, when I was watching him fight, he just kept marching forward with his hands down, looking to get hit. Like, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, he's not that he's a bad fighter, but it's like, he's got to work on his defense. Hands like, down, chin up is not a, de- yeah. not a good way to fight. No. And flat footed. Um, you know, and the other one was okay. What was the better squash of the week? Sadiq Yusuf and Don Shanus, or Bo Nickel and uh, Donovan Beard? Uh, probably Sadiq Yusuf, just because. The, but they were the same fight. Same fight <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I was like watching that. It was like, oh my god! Like this poor Don Shanus gets the call, like you know, whatever, ten days ago, however long ago it was, and Yusuf just mowed him, like you know, and and Shanus was. I've never seen a guy that, you know, just showed up to get a paycheck, but that was Don Shanus. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, hopefully he gets another fight. Um, the uh, the performance bonuses went to, uh, they didn't even give one to Yusuf. So that tells you right there, like that was a squash. Uh, Kennedy, uh, Chelsea Chandler, um, da, 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 Brendan Allen, Joaquin Silva. And then the fight of the night was uh, Daniel Santos and, and Castaneda. So they gave six bonuses for this card that had no gate well the gate was whatever mark zuckerberg paid yeah the venue let's let's talk about this for a minute yeah yeah so i mean okay so john anik bless his heart he he said uh before the main event it's so quiet in here you could hear a pin drop and that's how you know and john anik is not a bullshitter on the commentary booth yeah so yeah so i know from knowing him and talking to him and spending and hanging out with him. Like he's, he's a straight shooter. And he even, he even gave hints that it was a weird, weird environment, but yes, there was no fans. There was no media. Um, everybody, every, we talked about it on the show last, last, last week, the rumor at the time I heard whenever, because I, because I had first heard about this right before we started recording last week. And the rumor was always that Mark Zuckerberg and the metaverse was involved somehow. I don't know that they did any metaverse testing. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary other than Mark Zuckerberg was there. He was the only one there, him and his wife. And I think another buddy of his and that guy's wife, those are the only people I recognized outside of there was some UFC staff and some commissions staff, but there was no fans. No, Dana was there for a little bit. Dana, Dana was there. Yeah, showed up for a little bit enough time to take a picture. Now Dana spent all week denying that Mark Zuckerberg was the reason why the, why everybody was was not going to be there, even though his own fighters were telling at media day that yeah, we heard something about Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg was going to be there, and and a lot of these fighters were mad because they had gotten tickets or were, oh. or were supposed to have tickets for uh, family and friends to show up, and were all of a sudden told that they can't come. So wow. there was a bunch of there's a bunch of family members and friends that traveled to Vegas who weren't able to go to the show. So was this literally was, just like Mark Zuckerberg decided he wanted to go to a UFC event and he didn't really want to be around people? I have always heard that he does not like being around people. Okay. So, hey, if you and, got enough money, and, and, and he, he's but got here's money. the thing, like this should have never happened. Dana, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there was any kind of money offered 
offered. You would think so. You would think so in the in this situation. In this situation, it's a bad look for the yeah. UFC to shut down. To shut down, you know, even even you know, if you want to close it to fans, it's one thing, but also closing it to media who cover, because none of these fighters that won got to have post fight scrums to help build their build themselves yeah. afterwards. Afterwards, they didn't get a chance to talk to the media media so and that's not fair to those guys and you and you want to know something else you 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 miss this one and then all of a sudden your your you know your editors your bosses say hey you know what we covered the last show without you being there you don't need to be there this week either yeah that'll happen you know like and you don't want to give a a reason and and i'm sure ufc would probably rather not have there but i mean and the environment between this oh and bellator it was a million times different. Bellator. Oh, and the one, the Long one Beach. show, that crowd was hot. We won't like, even talk about one. One, Bellator is four hours away in yeah, Long Beach. Yeah, Long yeah Beach. and they were yeah. they were basically pitching MMA media. Hey, you yeah. know what? Come here, UFC. Come. This is a company worth worth ten billion dollars. Ten billion dollars. This would be like the NFL shutting down, shutting down like. Like an NFL team saying no fans can come to this game because so and so wants to come. Paul Allen. Mark Mark Zuckerberg isn't even the most famous person that's gone to UFC. Yes, he's famous for you know, Facebook, but I would say his general fame level, I mean, it's not Leo DiCaprio level and DiCaprio no, level no. level and DiCaprio's been been at the T Mobile in Las Vegas with twenty two thousand fans. Mark Zuckerberg is not more famous than Robert Downey Jr. or Mike Tyson or Mike Tyson or, yeah. or, you know, or he's, I don't know. Mark Zuckerberg is not even more famous than Conor McGregor. Who well, no, but, but he's rich. He's rich. <laughs> and and he, yeah. can, he doesn't but want I mean, people so, like if Bill so Gates like, wanted to do this, he probably yeah. could do it too. So like, I can't like, don't say that, you know, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg, uh, because he's famous. He's, he's, he's far from the most famous person person to ever go to UFC, to UFC show most rich probably but most famous not even not even close to the most famous person to ever go to UFC and to completely not let anybody in be, because of him because of him it's just a bad look and just so stupid and i don't even know why it was done done i mean he could he could go to the show and just sit in the back all the time and is he really that egotistical too that he needs to be in a venue with nobody else like like that's all it is it's just a big ego play by egomaniacs who can do who think who think they have the money to do whatever they want and they can do whatever they want yep all right so uh that is that was the ufc and uh we're we got just about enough time here to talk about the fact that there's no ufc this weekend there's no bellator there's no pfl there's no uh one there's a cffc card uh which you mentioned may or may not have cm punk on it doing color commentary (laughs) You you brought it up. I was just gonna say, which may or may not have a disgruntled former AEW world champion on commentary. But what it does also not have is any fighter that you've ever heard of. I'm looking at the card, um, and uh, there's but it there's has also- fighters. But it has fighters you will want to know if you want to watch the Contender Series next year. Uh, perhaps one or two. I'm looking at the records and maybe one or two. Um, there's also a Cage Warriors card on Fight Pass from uh, uh, Ro- Rome, I think. Uh, where is this from? Doesn't even say. 
uh, it's at the venue is Fiera Roma. I assume that's Rome. Um, and there's a, yeah, a couple interesting fighters on this one. And there's also um, a, a Combate Global card uh, that I got an email about right before we started recording. Um, I don't even have the, the rundown here. It doesn't matter. It's freaking combo. Oh, there it is. It's on Paramount Plus. So um, there is a Bantamweight Championship main event between David Martinez and Al- Axel Osuna. Um, and, uh, if you've heard of those guys, you're, you're more into MMA than I am. Um, so that is that. And then, uh, we just got a few news items. We, we hinted uh, at one of them earlier, so we, we could start with that. The Bellator lightweight Grand Prix. Is that official or is that just still rumored? No, it's, a. Uh, I I talked about it on the show last, last week when we talked about Eddie Alvarez and, uh, yeah. and Scott Coker on Wednesday on Ariel Helwani's show, uh, formally announced it would be taking place next year so okay ah, so, too bad i was really hoping for 185 pounder but that, so, that'll, that'll be fine here, here's the question who do we think is going to be in it uh uh patricky alvarez yeah. um no I, well here, here's here's some guys right now here jeremy here, kennedy i have no jeremy kennedy's a featherweight but so, he can move up but, anyways, so, but anyway i have the lightweight rankings Right okay. in front of me. Uh, you have to assume AJ McKee. He's not in the lightweight yeah. rankings yet, but you have to assume he'll be a part of it. Is he going to yeah. want to be there that long, though? That's a question. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big question. Yeah, question. If he's committed to Bellator or signs with Bellator, then I could see him. Being I guess there. if he enters this tournament, there's your answer. Yeah, we'll see. But then you have a uh, Patricky Pitbull and Usman Nurmagomedov. Those are the top two. They're fighting for the title here in a uh, november i think okay let's see they're fine in november but i have to assume those will be in uh benson henderson is ranked second i you know yeah. he just signed a new deal with Bellator. i have to assume he'll be in uh tofik musayev uh he's ranked third i think he is uh and then then comes the question after that there's a sydney outlaw brent primus Alexander Shabili, uh, Islam Mamadev that you mentioned. Mamadev, definitely. Mamadev, Primus, yeah. I think, is a former. Did, he won yeah. the title, didn't he? Didn't yeah, he, he won the title. Yeah, yeah, when Chandler had that drop foot syndrome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, maybe Peter Queeley. Uh, I could see a spot or two being left open for potential potential uh, signings. You know, maybe Eddie Alvarez gets in, gets in, or maybe, you know, some other. Does uh, Patricky or uh, Patricio decide to enter and go on the opposite bracket as his brother? I do. I believe. Uh, well, Patricio, I didn't mention this. Didn't mention this. Uh, he was talking about wanting to drop to one thirty-five and go. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Title and become a three division champion. So, uh, okay. so there's that. I think he would do that before he goes up to lightweight. He definitely won't fight at lightweight as long as Patri- Patrick E has the title. Okay. And even in a Grand Prix where they could possibly fight each other, I don't think that would happen. Okay, but McKee, I mean, that would be interesting because he was in the he won the featherweight one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah McKee so, won the featherweight. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that that's. I mean, that that'll be super intriguing, and you know, you never know. There might be a free agent or two out there too. That by by the time we come out to it, so, um, you know, um, we'll see. We'll look for that next year. Um, and then uh, the PFL announced, uh, officially announced again, I guess, because they announced it earlier in the year, but they confirmed that they're doing a pay-per-view on ESPN Plus on uh, the Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, right? Yes. Yes. God. Which, uh, which I have said was a, uh, it's a bad night. So, I mean, I, it is, but I don't think there's a good night. <laughs> like, I don't think that anybody is buying a PFL pay-per-view no matter when it airs. 
Yeah, no. It's like, uh, yeah, I I agree on that, but uh, but yeah, but if you were trying to get some extra people because there's no UFC that week, that week, and you know you're trying to capitalize big on big college football day, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big college football day. It's also the 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 day where people spend the most spend the most amount of money on Christmas gifts every year, and you just, I mean, you're not really it's. If the show's like twenty bucks or thirty bucks, maybe you might get some interest. But if you're if you're pricing yourself at sixty, I can't see it doing more than five thousand buys. Let's be honest. If it if it it I mean, okay, put it this way: you have ESPN Plus, and I mean, if it aired for free on ESPN Plus, there's a decent chance you're not watching it. Um, if <laughs> no, that card, if it aired for free on ESPN Plus, I would probably watch it because probably, had, but not guaranteed. Have, well, <laughs> like, well, I mean. You'd yeah. watch some of it. You're yeah, not watching all, the whole show. Like uh, that, that's tough to say because you have all six. Yeah, you have all six finals on on that show. Plus, you're getting uh, Marlon Moraes against Shane Burgos on that. Card. I I remember last year's and, final, and that uh, show was hard to get through. Yeah, I don't I mean, know if you watched it, but oh my well, god, PF, a lot of PFL shows in general are hard to get through. Yeah, hard to get but through. I put it this way: I would not pay. Uh, I don't think I pay ten dollars for this show, um, yeah. and I watch all the PFL shows, um, and and you know and I've been I've I've ranted about you know not paying for shows before in the past you know and and that's kind of people get mad at me for it but I don't care it's just what I do, and I mean I, yeah I would definitely watch it if it was free, I I might pay five, but I I don't even know if I'd pay five like I just you know Kayla Harrison yeah I want to see her fight but do I want to pay to see her fight I'm not sure. You know, pay to see her fight Larissa Pacheco again. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, yeah, I've seen it twice. Um, you know, if it was Cyborg, yeah, maybe. But I mean, I'm that's about all like that I'm interested in paying for with PFL. So you know, there this can be tough. I I don't know what they're going to price it at. I would I would guess twenty, but who knows? I mean, they yeah. might just look at it and say, hey, you know what, UFC's fifty. Well, you know, seventy five. We're going to charge seventy five. <laughs> Can you imagine to get like yeah. thirty buys? But um, I mean, I, I think this could be one and done. Yeah, because because I mean they they're lucky to get one hundred thirty thousand viewers on a weekly basis. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and that's for free. Yeah, like I just I just and, don't and see it, it. And, and not just for free. We're talking about they can barely sniff one fifty on a primetime spot on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. So if it was like just on ESPN Plus. They're probably not more than five thousand people watching that. Yeah. I would bet on ESPN Plus because most people probably don't even know it's on. Um, yeah, that's that's just crazy. Um, uh, yeah, Burgos Marais, good fight. Um, you know, Harrison. Uh, some of those finals matches are like, you know, nobody knows either fighter. So I just I can't see people being interested in it. But we'll see. Um, and uh, do do Mitchell and Evloev. Um, Evloev is that right? Evloev. Yeah, uh, November fifth main event. So that that card did not have a main event before this week. Yeah, and, and when it was announced, I brought up that that there was some talk talk about it possibly being the main event. And now that we're a month away, and they didn't couldn't find anything bigger than uh, they did bump that to the main event slot. That's always your. That's a real selling point. Well, we couldn't find anything better, so here we go. Um, I mean, I mean, I know the, it doesn't matter. Let's be let's be on. Well, let's be honest for 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 a minute. These are the types of fights that should be headlining these yeah. these ESPN Plus fight nights at the Apex. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't main, matter. It should have been the main event from the get go. There should mm-hmm. have been no. I mean, it's two undefeated 
top 10 ranked featherweights. Like that's yeah. the main event. That's, I mean, that's a perfect, that's, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, you can't sell uh, an arena with that main event, but yeah. you can definitely headline an, an empty Apex, arena card. For an Apex show. But, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm somebody who's not necessarily in favor of putting Bryce Mitchell in a main event because, because I don't know that you want that guy talking for an extended period of time because, yeah. he, because he says a lot of stuff that's going to, that's going to irk uh, a lot of a lot of different people. No, maybe uh, maybe Evloa will uh, could be even to death, and then we won't have to worry about that. Yeah. So. Um, all right. There's some big big fights on this. Uh, uh, you know, not many, but some real good ones on uh, on your fight announcements that came up this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, UFC Fight Nine on October 29th, Car Close against Marco Madsen. That's a good one. Uh, we talked about Bo Nickel against Jamie Pickett at UFC 282. Uh, UFC Fight Night, final one of the year uh, on December 17th. Armin Sarukian against Demir Ismagulov. Hmm. That's a that is a hell of a lightweight fight right there. Those now those, if I remember right, those two fought in like back to back weeks and basically had the same fight. Yeah, like yeah, where they dominated their opponent and yeah. this perfect matchmaking. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, UFC Fight Night, January 14th, the uh, the first show of 2023. Yeah, first show of 2023. If you're going to ask the question, will there be a UFC event at the Apex in 2023? Oh, no. The answer is yes, because this one's going to be at the Apex. Oh. But the main event is Kelvin Gastelum against Nasruddini Mavav. Yeah, yeah, they're still going to use the Apex for <sighs> several events next year. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. Yeah. Uh, wow. And uh, UFC 283 uh, in Rio. Uh, January 21st, uh, I have heard that Figueredo and Moreno is a done deal for that show. Okay. We talked about it last week that it was that it was being heavily talked about. I've heard it's I've heard now that contracts are signed and it's a done deal. For that so that's show. that's the real show. Yes. Yes. Okay. So and then it also will have Brad Tavares against Gregory Rodriguez. Rodriguez, who had a vicious cut not, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Last, he, yeah. He's magically he already healed and ready to get back into training camp and the fight again. So, yeah, Brad Tavares, that's a really good fight. So that's a perfect um, that's a perfect use of Brad Tavares, honestly, yeah. um, you know, in a in a big, um, big fight in, in, you know, Gregory Rodriguez home country. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, Tavares. he's a tough dude. Yeah. Tavares is still a top 15 middleweight. And he, yeah. I don't think he's, I really don't think he's lost, lost a step. He was no. him and him and Dracus two places. That was a really good fight. And Tavares looked, looked good in it. And plus he it was coming off a long layoff. So Tavares is a really good dude. So. It's funny that Brad Tavares, I remember, I think his first main event, was it, was it the Adesanya fight? Yeah. His, his first. Yeah. That's his only main event, but yeah. Yeah, but but he's in the exact same spot now as he was then. And then then Adesanya is the world champion, and some people think can end up being the best ever, and Tavares is just still exactly where he was. But that's fine. That's not a bad place to be. Um, All right. So that is going to just about wrap it up. We we have to give up the room because uh, Garrett's got a big Monday Night Football show coming up that he's going to be broadcasting on his uh, Bay Area Sports Network. So if uh, if you're listening to this on the free feed and you like football, go check out uh, Garrett's. Uh, just search, uh, I think it's called Bay Sports, BSPN, I think is what he calls it, because the logo looks a little like ESPN. Um, so BSPN 49ers 
podcast. Uh, Garrett Garrett does a really good show. I've actually listened and watched it, and it's pretty cool. So, uh, but Ryan, uh, you will have your coverage of this uh, past weekend's UFC in the upcoming Observer. I read my Observer over lunch hour this week, but no Ryan Frederick stuff in there because there was no show the week before. Thank God. Yeah, I, yeah, you had a week. I off. enjoyed. I enjoyed the week off, and I'm going to enjoy this week off too. I got all the way to the rating stuff today in my lunch hour. So, um, yeah, there's a, yeah, I got it because with no UFC, it was a lot easier to get through the first part of the of the Observer. So, um, but uh, yeah, you'll you'll have some good stuff in there next week, and then we we got a show in two weeks, and then the pay per view in three weeks. Um, me, I was, um, I did a show with um, with my friend David Lovell and Dan Lukiu. We uh, were doing a tournament of the top albums of all time, and we play, playing tracks from those albums and getting people to vote on them. It's a lot of fun. We talk about the albums, talk about why we like them and stuff. And it's, uh, yeah, shaping up. Uh, looks, I think it's going to be Queen and Fleetwood Mac in the finals, but we'll see. But we had a lot of fun with that, and you can find that for free on any of our Facebook feeds. Uh, we've all posted it, so you can check that out. And then I'll be on the Dynamite show uh, Wednesday uh, on, the, uh, on the Patreon. As well, next week... On the uh, YouTube channel, we're going to be actually doing a live stream uh, right after Dynamite, after the Toronto show. So if anybody's uh, interested in checking that out, you can you can actually listen to our show for free um, that that week. Um, but uh, Ryan, uh, I guess yeah, I don't unless you have anything else to plug, you can uh, take us home like you always do. All right, I hope everybody enjoyed the show, and you know, for all the fight fans, you know, if you don't watch any of these regional shows, enjoy your week off. I will be up early Sunday morning watching the Packers in London, you know. But uh, yeah, everybody have a great week. Enjoy your week, and I'll be eating turkey this weekend because it's Canadian Thanksgiving. So, for Ryan, I'm Paul. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.